From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. This week we have a very special episode of Straight Talk. We have as our guests some of the newly elected congresswomen in our region, along with veteran congresswoman Suzanne Bonamici. Bonamici has represented Oregon's first congressional district since 2012. Up until now, she's been the only woman in the Oregon delegation. But in January, she will be joined by three more, including Representative-elect Lori Chavez-Dreamer, who won in the 5th District. She is the first Republican to flip the seat that's been held by Democrat Kurt Schrader since 2009. She, along with our next guest, Congresswoman-elect Andrea Salinas, are Oregon's first Latina representatives. Salinas represents Oregon's newly created 6th District. Unfortunately, the third newly elected Oregon Congresswoman Val Hoyle in the 4th District was unable to join us here in the studio. We hope to have her on the show in the near future. And also joining us from across the river in Southwest Washington's 3rd Congressional District, Democrat Marie Glusenkamp Perez. She flipped the seat that was held for more than a decade by Republican Jamie Herrera Butler by beating her opponent, Joe Kent. This impressive panel of female political leaders with, will all be part of the 118th U.S. Congress. They're here to share with us their experiences so far in D.C., their hopes for their first year in Congress, what issues they hope to work on together, and Representative Bonamici shares some of what she's learned from her 10 years representing Oregon in D.C. Welcome to Street Talk, everyone. I'm so proud and just honored to have all of you here and so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, let's start with you, Congresswoman Bonamici. I mean, what does it mean to you? I, I was mentioning that you are the only woman right. in the delegation. Right. You've been for years. What does it mean to you to have all these incredible women joining you in the delegation and from across the river, another Democrat? It's very exciting. <clears throat> I've been, as you said, 10 years, a little more than 10 years, the only woman in the Oregon delegation. Now, we have some great men in our delegation. No doubt, but it makes a difference to have women around the table and here in the Pacific Northwest with Oregon with our our three new women and, and Marie from across the river. I'm very, very excited. Well, let me just congratulate everyone, first of all, on your hard won and really deserved victories in your districts. But let's find out from each one of you what it means to you to be part of this freshman class, the 118th Congress headed to D.C. And we'll begin with Andrea. Well, it's truly exciting. I mean, we've been out to D.C. for new member orientation and there are, what, 74 of us. And, you know, we've been able to, we all went through the room lottery. So we've been picking our rooms, trying to figure out what our staff looks like. And, uh, you know, just a lot of work. They told us, I think, on day one, you have 55 days to get your offices up and running before <laughs> you are sworn in. So it feels um, very fast and furious. But, um, yeah, but exciting and invigorating. And I think it's a really energized class that really seems to want to, you know, meet each other and build relationships. So it feels good. Well, Lori, what are your impressions? What does it mean to you? Well, for Andrea and myself, um, getting on that plane to D.C. for the orientation, we didn't even know if our races had been called yet. Sure. So we were excited to be there. Um, and as we landed, uh, my race was called, and I think yours just okay. soon after that. Uh, but when you hear from... Um, you know, leaders, congressional leaders uh, that remind you that, you know, less than 12,000 people have ever had this job uh, serving your country, serving your state, and uh, less than 300 women. Um, I think that that's an important um, testament to who's sitting up here and um, that we care about our communities. And, we, and while we're Republicans and Democrats, we share some of the commonalities of being moms, being business owners, uh, being spouses. Um, and, and I think that that's going to come to fruition and we'll be able to represent Oregon well and Washington. Well, you all should be so proud. Marie, what's it mean to you? Well, I mean, it's, it is a astonishing honor. Uh, it's something I take really 
quite seriously. Um, and it's, it is also such a, um, it's, it's such a contrast, you know, to take the same person I am, you know, working on cars, running a small business, and find yourself in Washington, D.C. And, you know, there's nothing like leaving the Pacific Northwest to realize how much value there's. Like, I had not been in Washington, D.C. since ninth grade. Uh, so coming there, I mean, there's a lot of suits. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to do the work for my district and just, you know, so much value for the beauty and, and um, the sense of pride of place. Well, it must have some surreal moments being there and having not been there since the ninth grade. But we, we also hit another milestone, a significant one. Lori and Andrea, the first Latina representatives from Oregon. Describe for me how significant that is to you. And we should mention that Marie Glusenkamp Perez is only the second Latina from the state of Washington. Uh, what, describe the significance of that. Let me ask Andrea. Yeah, so it is pretty significant. My district is 20% Latino, and the statewide, we make up about 13% of the state. So, you know, this is a community that I've been working with for years, and whether it was on overtime to make sure that our farm workers were included in overtime pay, or making sure that, you know, there's, they had um, safety nets during the pandemic, so that they had access to healthcare and, and testing and PPE. Um, it's, a, you know, a community that I am very close to and really excited to represent. I feel like it has been a more, more marginalized voice probably in Washington, D.C., coming from Oregon. But yeah, we'll have a greater voice now. So for me, it is about giving voice to our community. And the fifth district, Lori Chavez-Dreamer. Well, the district is growing, and I mentioned to you before we started this segment, um, you know, we, we are all very proud of our heritage and, and where we come from and the shoulders that we stand on. Uh, my grandmother, uh, she passed away several years ago, but this weekend I'll be making over 300 tamales. Um, and, for, and for a lot of people, you know, not understanding what that means to bring family and friends and community together, and that really what was about. So it's an honor this weekend to do that in honor of Christmas. Um, but, you know, representing... Um, the Hispanic culture, and as it's one of the fastest growing segments uh, in Oregon, and it will continue to do so. Um, I think we need to be representative of that, and, and when we're out talking to the public, that do we look like them? Do they, do, do they look like us? And can we be that voice of recognizing faith, family, uh, freedom, hard work? Um, I think that those matter, and that we talked about a lot on the trail and we'll continue to be that voice for them while in Washington, D.C. We all want to be part of the party with the tamales. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Come to your house. Yeah. 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 Anytime, <laughs> Sunday, between 2 and 9. I've written say that on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh everybody there. I won't say my address. We're but looking anyway. forward to your sharing the recipe. Yeah. There's going to be a line out the door for yeah. the tamales. Marie Glusenkamp-Perez, what does it mean to you to be the second Latina in your district? I mean, I, it, it's an honor and it's a point of pride, you know, coming from the trades. And, and it's so interesting, you had coffee with my predecessor, Jamie Herr Butler, and realizing like, you know, our district is so unique for the, the percentage of women that we've sent to Congress, Jolene Unsell um, going back, and both the first Latinas coming from our district, and just a sense of pride. And I, and I think, um, you know, also a sense that the third congressional district has been underestimated, right? We are, we think outside the box and we find talent and um, a representation wherever we can. And I think it's important too, you know, so many Latinos are, are working the trades and run small businesses, and so it's important for me to bring that perspective to Congress too and help be part of this class that builds a Congress that looks like America. I've got to ask you. Go I was just going to say, I want to know what a difference it makes to have uh, the, the beautiful diversity of the United States represented in the U.S. House. Because you, know, you look at the old pictures on the wall and you see a whole lot of people who look exactly the same. And Congress is starting to look more like the country. And that's really important. With more women, which Absolutely. is wonderful. More to see. women, more people.
color, younger people, it's great. And I have to ask you, Marie, because you mentioned Jamie Herrera Butler, what was that like uh, having coffee with her? How is she doing? It was great. I mean, I, I think uh, she's, uh, you know, we both are people who are really invested in being good stewards of our community and having a smooth transition. And it's just, it's so nice to sit down at the table together and, and put aside everything else and say, what, how can we move things forward for our district? And that, that is a really great um, bookend to the campaign for me. Congressman, do you remember when you went through orientation? Because uh, these women all just went through two weeks of orientation, which was probably overwhelming. I was thinking about that because um, I got elected in a special election. So, Andrew, you said how many days did you have? 55 days. Yeah, I had a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> from, the day, from the day of the election to the day I was on the floor right. voting. So um, I, I didn't really have an orientation except for about 45 minutes before I went to the floor. So uh, it, that must have been overwhelming. It was pretty overwhelming. Um, but that's what happens when you come in the middle of a Congress uh, in a special election and some people say are you in the class of 2010 or the class of 2012 I said well I don't I have no class so so the, the way I look at that is that y sometimes people say gosh you have to fly from the west coast it could always be worse right? right you yeah. could be going That's from right. Alaska or Hawaii or have a longer Guam. flight yeah. than we have yeah. Yeah. 55 days it could always be That's worse. right. That's and right. you're all going to be on the same plane a lot of times right because yes. there's only one direct <clears throat> There's one, it will, will typically be on the same plane, and Marie mentioned Jamie Hura Butler. I've flown back and forth across the country with Jamie Hura Butler for 10 years, and when we first started flying together, she didn't have any kids, now she has three. So there was a time during the pandemic when we weren't flying much, and I miss seeing her, I miss seeing the kids, uh, but we, you know, we, we spend a lot of time together in the air. Sometimes if you're on the, you'll find out if you're on the plane with Senator Wyden, it'll turn That's into right. a little town hall. Oh, yeah. on the plane. <laughs> but it's nice to have that opportunity to really sit and get to talk and yeah. to I've been to on the plane with share. you when you were exactly. celebrating your anniversary. <laughs> I remember we were stuck on the tarmac during during a storm. Yes, yes. Well, that it sounds like you're going to have an, another baby on the plane with Marie's going to be traveling with her child. Yeah. I, I <laughs> offer to hold your baby if you need a break. Very <laughs> much appreciated. What what was orientation like for you, Andrea Salinas? Was it overwhelming, all the rules and procedures you're learning? You know, I don't get overwhelmed easily, and I did think it was overwhelming. It was a lot. You know, it's a lot to think that you have to set up a district office, you have to set up your, you know, Washington, D.C. office, you have to find a place to live, you have to know all the rules and procedures and, you know, all the loopholes or, or, or you know, hoops that we have to go through um, in order to set up everything. So, yeah, it's a lot, but there's a lot of support, and, you know, people want you to succeed, and we're all in this together, too. Yeah. And there's right. a lot of great, um, great members and a a lot of women who are giving really good advice that we're definitely there to help yeah and, and yeah. I, I want to note with these members that too that like with the Andrea her district is brand new it's not like there's an existing district or district mm -hmm. office uh, and with Lori and Marie they're both going in from a different party which is a different transition from then if you right. were taking over a district office and a district from somebody who's in the same party so um, everybody has their unique situations but I just want all these amazing women to know that we're there to help we want to yeah. Your, your transition into Congress to be smooth uh, and to, to, to work together. You know, the Pacific Northwest, yeah. we, we oftentimes work together on issues and, and, uh, and look forward to doing that. And right. We, and Congressman Schrader and I had coffee uh, before I left as well. We've known each other for years. And I actually will be taking over his office in oh, Oregon nice. City oh, you are. for an easy transition is what the um, people who were in the district before are used to. There should be no reason why we should disrupt that if there's no need to do so. Of course, we'll open up other offices, and I often remind people, you know, they ask about the fly, they ask, if, oh my gosh, how are you going to do it? And I think to myself, 
on a couple different, well, first of all, we're the 118th Congress, so right, 117 right. before us, we managed right. it just fine. Yes. And, you know, um, if we can replicate the goodness and, and get rid of what, what maybe didn't work, um, but as women, we do lots of things uh, often. We you know we raise families, we build businesses. Um, you know, we're, I was a mayor uh, in dealing with that. So, you know, we've done this before. We can think um, a little bit differently, um, and I think that that's a good perspective to ha to have. And it, we are running multi-million-dollar businesses in each of our offices. Um, so, mm -hmm. with running a business um, previous to that, it has helped to settle in with all the employee laws and hiring and yeah. right. understanding exactly what the American people and Oregonians are expecting from us. Um, when we get there. So to hit the ground running um, has been, it's been controlled chaos, um, <laughs> but, but, it, but it has worked. They, they onboard yeah. every two years. Yep. It shouldn't be a shocker right. to most people that they, they do this and they do it well uh, back in Washington and they welcomed us again, all the current members, um, you know, and even some of the former members. Again, Congressman Schrader did not have what to was sit that down with like? me. Yeah, we wanted to have coffee together. Um, I wanted to make sure I'm looking at the casework that he was working on, you know, mm -hmm. to transition right. that. There are people who were counting on their representatives to continue. They don't want to start over just because right. one, we're different right. parties and two, we're different representatives. So I, I also had a nice coffee uh, with Congressman Blumenauer uh, over Zoom, uh, so to speak. Um, but I've met with everybody. We all yeah. joined in. I met with uh, Congresswoman-elect Bahoyle as well. So, uh, you know, people will make uh, what they want to make of it being Republicans and Democrats. Um, and I promise you we won't agree on probably a lot of things. But what we will do is be respectful. Um, I, I, I just don't see any other way to go about doing business with other my fellow women, and that's to respect each other for, for the job that we have. And Marie Glusen-Kemperes, do you see yourself working a lot with the Oregon delegation? Well, it, yeah, and you know, it's interesting you talking about running a small business because it's there are so many parallels, right? Like the hiring, the budgeting, the, the setting your priorities. Um, and I think, you know, one of my skills that I'm knowing yep. what you need to bring to be successful. And I was yeah. so excited and relieved to be able to hire some of my predecessor staff to keep the caseworkers um, because it's like you want that continuity. I mean, that is your role as customer service for your constituents trying to navigate these federal agencies. I've done it. I know it's a nightmare. <laughs> and and it's, it, it, it's such a priority to, to prioritize um, the well-being and the effectiveness of my office over partisanship. Building a bipartisan office was important to me because like Lori said, um, it, it, it can't be about partisanship. It's got to be about effectively delivering for your district. Absolutely. We, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, <laughs> we, jump in. We, when we get elected, we take that oath of office, and so we represent mm -hmm. everyone in the district, not just people who voted for That's us, right. not just the people who are voters. So um, it's really refreshing to hear this collaboration. And I have found over the years, of course there are exceptions, but I found over the years that women to be, tend to be more collaborative. Um, we're there to fix things, like I heard Marie say. We're there to fix things, we're there to get things done. Um, set aside differences and find that common ground and accomplish what our constituents want us to do mm -hmm. for them. And you've talked about oath of office. You're all going to be sworn in on January right. 3rd. What's Exciting. that moment like? I mean, you'll be sworn in as well with right, all the course. newly right. elected colleagues. What's that moment like? What do they have to look forward to? It's, it's awesome. It is an awesome responsibility. And you're standing on the House floor and you raise your hand and take that oath. It, it's really meaningful. And it is an honor, as you were saying, Lori, that not very many people in this country right. have been able Able to do and to know that the people in your district have sent you there to the US House of Representatives and you're taking that oath and even every time I walk onto the floor I just get that sense of awe oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. it's really an, an, an awesome responsibility uh, but also you know when you look at the 
and we have a lot of challenges in our districts, in our state, in our country. Uh, let's let's see if we can get in there and work together and and, and address the needs of the people we represent. Well, I think our viewers are probably really encouraged to hear all of your positivity and, and collaboration. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. We'll look at some of the issues our congressional representatives want to work on and where they see room to work together across the aisle. And we'll hear more advice from Congresswoman Bonamici, what she has for her newly elected leaders. We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter, and I'm so pleased to be joined by three of our newly elected Congresswomen in the region. Representatives-elect Lori Chavez-Dreamer, Andrea Salinas, and Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. And we're honored to also have with us veteran Oregon Congresswoman Suzanne Bonamici. Thanks again for everybody for being here. We were talking during the break about what it's like to choose your offices, and it sounds like it's really an intense experience. Lori, what was it like for you? Well, first, I didn't know it was an intense experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't get the memo that it was a fanfare, but there were media up and down both sides of um, the, the room that we were in. Everybody was excited. We had to be there at 8 o'clock. Um, Marie mentioned that uh, there was one member of the freshman class who didn't show up for the randomized call, so had to go to the back of the line out of 74. So whatever number he would have or would have gotten um, back of the line. but. I would consider myself the back of the line because I drew 66 out, out of, of 70, se 74, <laughs> 73 because they left him off. So um, that put us in Longworth, uh, seventh floor. Uh, my team was like, it's beautiful. I'm like, perfect. You make, we'll make it what it is. You said it's the penthouse. We call it the penthouse suite because uh, it's at the top. Uh, I'll be looking at, I'm on the internal side, so I'll be looking at the rooftop there in the middle, but that's okay. We're going to have some sunlight and uh, it's going to be good and I, and I think our, our, our whole team will, will be happy. We'll make it what it's worth and we'll invite as many people as possible to come see us. And maybe have tamales sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, right? oh, I should make be those worth the trip. <laughs> I shall make those next year. For sure. Marie, how intense was it? It was a lottery, right? It was a lottery, yeah. So um, my staff told me to wear something lucky. Um, so I brought my motorbike jacket. Um, <laughs> And I, you know, and I was like, it didn't work because I got 50th out of 74. But I actually, you know, I had a whole spreadsheet, of course, <laughs> being me. Um, but it was, uh, I got my 10th choice overall, even okay. though I picked 50th, because everybody needs different things in their office. I really prioritized having a large legislative office um, rather than having a big member suite. Yep. And I also wanted to be able to see trees from my office, which trees I got both good. of those yes, things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Andrea, what was it like for you? Oh, it, you know, it was fun. I got five. You were so, lucky. Yeah. Yes, I was lucky. Yeah. yeah, essentially I was lucky. And, you know, it was, um, I kept saying to my staff, we're 74 after, you know, 435 members. Like, they're all bad offices, so it's not really going to matter all that much. But I got five, and we're happy with the office. And, again, it was about the staff making sure that they're, they'll be comfortable when they're there working. Representative Bonamici, what advice do you have for your new colleagues? Oh, well, first of all, from this conversation today, I can tell that they're already on the right path with all the great things that they mentioned. Um, one of the things I want to mention is how important your staff is and how um, you don't do what you're, you're about to embark on, your work in Oregon and Washington and your work in Washington, D.C., without your amazing staff. So appreciate your staff. Sometimes I feel like I don't say thank you enough uh, to the staff because they're the, they're the face of the office when they're in the district or when people come into the office. So that's really important. I would say make friends on both sides of the aisle. And we're doing that you know, today as well as uh, moving forward. The best legislation is bipartisan and, and with a divided Congress, which we'll have with the Republicans in the majority in the House and the Democrats in the majority in the Senate and the Democratic White House. 
the chances of legislation getting through that are partisan are pretty slim. So find some common ground, work together on issues, um, and, and do what's right um, to, to move things forward. Um, make sure that you are staying your authentic self. Sometimes in the political world, there's a lot of pressure to, to be somebody you aren't. Stay real. Uh, wear comfortable shoes. There's a tremendous <laughs> amount of walking That's in the, the Capitol. Yeah. And the cement floors are tough. And I, sometimes I get my whole 10,000 steps just walking back and forth from caucus to office to floor to office to back and forth. So wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> the first day I was there and I didn't have that advice, I, I, I was in pain. So wear comfortable shoes. Nobody sees your shoes anyway. Um, and I think um, uh, another thing too is you're going to have a lot of um, opportunities to stay connected with your district. Make sure you're doing that. Um, sometimes people get to Washington D.C. and their whole uh, life becomes Washington D.C. I never say I live in Washington D.C. I stay in Washington D.C. when mm -hmm. I'm there. I live in Oregon. I live in the district I represent. So those are just a few tips. Um, it, but it, this class is going to be amazing. This new 118th Congress. There's a, a diverse group of people from across the country. I'm very, very excited about serving Does anybody have a question for Congresswoman Bonamici that since she's been there for 10 years, anything that you want to ask her? Is there anything that you wish you had known that first week coming in that because you didn't get new member orientation? I didn't get new member yeah. orientation. Why? That's, that's hard to say. I, uh, I, I think that there's a lot more thought put into a committee assignments when you mm. come in. You, you have all had the process to, the, the opportunity to express to your caucus leaders what your preferences are and go through that. I got what was available right. at the time, which was fine. I got on science, space, and technology and budget, and then I worked to get on the education committee later, but I think you have more opportunity there. I wish I would have known that there was a, this whole process, process on, yeah. on that. Um, I've had the opportunity over the years to participate participate in some of the orientation-like activities, but I, I, I missed that, yeah. so uh, I wish I would have known what, what really happens at that, you know, Harvard training. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> is it just bonding, or yeah. is there some sort of secret to being a successful congressperson? Well, I didn't go to the Harvard training. Did you guys No know? Harvard training? There, was, I, a I, there I, was a goat sacrifice. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I, I don't know if we want the details on that. No, they were great lectures. I, I heard they, they were good. They were yeah, bipartisan they were good. seminars. I heard they were good. I went to a different one, but I didn't go to that almost out of time, but I want to give you each about 30 seconds to kind of talk to your constituents or give us a, a final comment, and then we'll continue in a special podcast after this. So Marie and Perez. Well, I mean, it's a huge honor, and, um, you know, one of the big reasons I ran for Congress was working to pass um, the kinds of bills that support small businesses and the trades like right to repair bills. And so I'm really excited to have gotten to already make some inroads and pay attention to that, and it's just the honor of a lifetime, and I'm, I'm here to do the work and so grateful. And Lori Chavez, yeah, for sure. Uh, and the three of us, a little bit different. We're in swing seats, right? We are in, in districts that were evenly split, and so uh, the constituents are, are counting on us to continue with the promises that we made on the trail. Um, and again, like for instance, the trades and small businesses were supported by that, and so are you at being a Democrat and a Republican. So there are things. The farm bill is going to be coming up. Transportation and infrastructure. Those are the committees I'll be looking to do as mayor, as a business owner, and as a mom. I think we can all focus on on a lot of those for Oregon. And Andrea Salinas. 
Yeah, so I think like my colleagues, you know, some of the things that I heard on the campaign trail is, you know, cost of living and cost of health care is still really expensive. So really taking some of the work that I've done at the state legislative level and, you know, taking it to Congress to really get our arms around that cost of health care so people can afford um, to access it. And I think these are things that we see across Oregon. It's not, you know, it's not a Republican issue or a Democratic right. issue. Right. It's people on the ground are really feeling some pain right now and we need to address that. So I'm working to build those relationships as Congresswoman Bonnie Michi has suggested and get on my good, comfortable and get to work. <laughs> <laughs> and Congresswoman Bonamici, final thought. Well, it's an honor to continue to represent the First District of Oregon, which is changing significantly, uh, but it is truly an honor, and I'll continue to work on the edu uh, education, housing, which is something that we, we can all work on on a bipartisan basis to make sure that there's more affordable housing, and addressing the climate crisis. This has um, uh, truly been an honor to serve on the Select Committee on the Climate Crisis over the last four years. It won't continue, but we have had hundreds of our recommendations already put into law and I look forward to continuing to work on how we can transition to clean energy and create lots of good paying jobs and the trades and workforce and education come into that as well so well, I want to thank all of you for being here on straight talk I think our viewers can feel very confident that they have good representation we're going to continue our conversation in a podcast you can find that wherever you get your podcast we hope you have a great holiday season